0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Hi guys, it's Gabi and welcome to What's Gabi Cooking in Quarantine. If you're new here, I'm Gabi. I'm the founder of What's Gabi Cooking, a best-selling author and now podcast host. What's Gabi Cooking in Quarantine is your one-stop shop for all your food and cooking related questions. We'll be talking tips and tricks, how to store food, how to put together meals based on what's in your pantry and so much more. I'm also highlighting super cool companies at the end of every episode so we can support small businesses in the food world. So let's get right into it. This is What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine? Hey guys, happy Wednesday. I am so excited to be back today with another guest. I want to introduce you to my friend Lauren, who runs a company called Mila Health with one of her best friends from grad school she is a nutritionist and a dietitian and she is so smart. We vibe on so many things, which is actually incredible because I feel like a lot of nutritionists and dietitians and I don't see eye to eye, but Lauren and I have had many a conversation on our hikes about, you know, different food practices and such. And I just really like what they stand for. They're all about whole foods and giving yourself permission to eat certain things, basically eat what you want from a professional. So I'm so excited to have her here today and away we go. Okay, so without further ado, I want you all to meet my friend, Lauren. Say hi. Hi. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you here. A couple weeks ago, we had my mom on the podcast, and we talked all about how she raised us and all these different things. And I feel like you and I connected on so many different levels about that when we were on our hike a couple months ago, pre-quarantine times. It was just like the most incredible three-hour-long hike. Like, I've never hiked for that long and not gotten bored. So I basically wanted to replicate it here so everybody that was listening could get a little insight into it. But first, before we get into it, I want you to tell everyone how you got started, how you got into all this, how you started your company, all that. That
0: was the best hike, by the way. We had so much fun. So much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here replicating our hike conversation. But yeah, so I am a nutritionist and a registered dietitian. And I co-founded my practice with my business partner, who also happens to be my best friend from graduate school, Meryl Brady. And she's actually in New York. And I'm here in LA. Both have this kind of longstanding interest in nutrition and understanding you know, how to eat in a way that supports our health and makes us feel really good, but also trying to get rid of all of the food rules that we had been so used to growing up. And kind of, we had seen so many relationships with food play out in so many different ways through different women in our lives or other people around us. We wanted to kind of break that. We went to grad school at NYU and we learned a lot about the science and the clinical background of nutrition there. And we got this great foundation And you know, from there, we really wanted to then help people reshape their relationship with food and learn how to eat in a way that supported their goals, whatever they may be. You know, we work with a lot of weight loss clients. We work with a lot of people who are trying to change their relationship with food. But we wanted to kind of break this pattern of being on or off a diet, and this notion that you need to like be on a diet to feel really good and meet your health and nutrition goals, and help people. You know, learn how to eat in a way that they could sustain for the rest of their life while meeting all their goals. So
1: it's more of a lifestyle change than a quote unquote diet in your opinion and mine. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of the core of our work with our clients.
0: And I think so many clients come to us and they're so drained just by being on and off a diet their whole life or having these food rules of, you know, something is good and something is bad and feeling all this like guilt and shame around food. It's really liberating and empowering to know that they can eat what they want, everything that they want to eat for the most part, but also meet their goals. It's just about like behaviors that we practice in our day to day life. It's not about, you know, this very rigid diet, so to say that we've been taught is the answer to our health and nutrition goals
1: in the last couple of years, what do you think are the food rules that have become trendy that are actually total bullshit? (laughs) Oh my God,
0: there's so many. More than anything, it's this idea that there's like one diet that's the answer, right? So everyone thinks there's like this one diet, whatever it is, you know, whether it's intermittent fasting or keto or just like any type of rigid plan, even one that has a lot of healthy parts of it, that that is the answer. And the reality is what works for me is going to be so different from what works for you because we're two different people. We have different genetics, but we also, you know, we have different lifestyles in a lot of ways. And maybe you like different things than I like, and maybe certain things are more important to you. So I think first of all, just like shedding that idea that there is one answer, because when we work with people, you know, the first thing we do is educate them on how to eat to support their goals and to feel good. But the second thing we do is then we figure out how to make it work for their lifestyle. So anyone that's saying that there is like one diet is kind of like, that's kind of the biggest BS of it all. But you know, then that goes hand in hand with all these diets. Parts of them can be applied to a different person for a different reason. But, you know, let's get the basics in order first and then we can kind of fine tune from there.
1: So like when someone says, don't eat bananas. First of all, no one ever got fat from eating bananas. Yes, this, this is what I want to talk about because you're not going to get fat from eating fruit, period. No,
0: no. And so, okay, yes, some people might be more sensitive to, you know, the type of sugars that are in fruit. And so it might mean fine tuning of how much fruit they're eating and when they're eating it. But at the end of the day, like this fear of fruit is so misguided because we're focusing on all the wrong things. Like, you know, I have clients that come to me and they're so afraid of eating bananas, but they're doing other things that aren't supporting their health and we're focusing on the wrong things at the end of the day you know, my belief system and my philosophy is that first and foremost, let's focus on eating whole foods, you know, that's kind of the pillars of eating for health. And so bananas are whole foods, and we need to be able to eat them and not feel bad about it. Again, it boils down to the individual and how that fits in your diet but I can almost definitively say that. Bananas aren't bad. (laughs) Are not bad.
1: (laughs) They are good. They're very healthy. When you go grocery shopping, do you mostly shop the perimeter of the store? Yes. So grocery shopping obviously looks very different. Well, yes, that's fair. We should definitely acknowledge that.
0: (laughs) We educate our clients. And when I think about how to eat for health, The more whole foods, in other words, the foods that your great-grandmother might have recognized or things that are kind of grown on the farm, you know, out in the fields or from the barn, so to speak, or the sea, those are kinds of the foods we want to focus on mostly because those are the things that are full of antioxidants and fiber and all the key nutrients that we need for health, protein, fats, carbohydrates, all these foods that we need in our diet. So yes, that's kind of where I focus my energy on. But that's not to say that there aren't some foods you know that come in boxes that can't have a role in a healthy diet. They absolutely can.
1: So all that said, shopping the perimeter, eating whole ingredients, things without crazy like ingredient lists on the back of the label. I saw a couple of weeks ago on your Instagram, you posted something called Elements of Glow. Yes. And it was all about eating well, going to bed early, drinking tons of water. Like that's not a diet. You're not really changing anything. You're just focusing on other things, which actually has an effect on how your body processes food and all that. So I want you to talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So we posted this thing
0: today called elements of glow. And when we say glow, you know, that's kind of all aspects of glow inner and outer, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. When we work with our clients, and when we want to help people promote their health and meet their goals, it's really these like consistent behaviors that we practice over time that are seemingly really small, that make the bigger picture Of our health and wellness. So, as humans, we're wired to want like an answer. We want a diet. We want like exactly how you should eat. That's not how it works. It's more about what we're doing day in and day out. All these little habits together are what promote health and well being and help you support your goals. So, whether it's drinking lots of water, or getting sleep or reading a book, doing something that's going to kind of de-stress you and make you feel good. Yes, eating lots of vegetables because that's super health promoting. But if we can focus on things that we can do versus what we shouldn't be doing, you might find that all of a sudden you wake up one day and you know, you're know you living this very healthy lifestyle that looked a lot different than it did a few weeks ago before you started practicing these things. When we work with our clients. It's about building that up. Often they'll wake up one day and they'll be like, I feel like I didn't do anything, but yet here I am.
1: You know? So, also, what do you tell your clients when they're doing these things? They're going to bed early, they're packing their diet with vegetables, they're just like moving their body and going for walks. But then they're like, oh, also, I ate a pint of Ben and Jerry's fish food ice cream last night, which I may or may not have done. I want to know as a professional what you would tell someone like that because I think a lot of people start to get really hung up on that and then they beat themselves up the next day or for a week or however long it is. We talked about this. It's all about giving yourself permission to do that every once in a while.
0: This is so important. What Meryl and I have been seeing with our clients so much lately is this, which is, yes, we're going to equip you with the tools to feel really good and to know what works to support your health. But what's just as important is to know how to eat outside of that box because we are all human. And we have this idea that finding balance is eating perfectly all the time. And it's just not reality. Like that's just not, no one eats that way. I'd be hard pressed to find it. I'm a nutritionist. I certainly don't eat quote unquote perfectly all the time. So when we work with our clients, You know, something that we practice with them, you know, preparing and working through when that happens. And I think the key to that is knowing that that is going to happen, that whether it is a pint of ice cream or even something more intentional, like going out to John and Vinny's and deciding that you're going to have pizza and pasta and giving yourself the space for that, knowing that being healthy is most certainly not all or nothing, not dwelling on it when it happens and just getting right back to your healthy habits next day. And you said this on a recent podcast and I loved it. You were so on point when you said it. You eat a certain way and maybe it doesn't make you feel so great and maybe it wasn't what you had planned for. But the next day you eat vegetables, not because you're punishing yourself or because you feel like you have to overcompensate, but just because you kind of know how to get right back on track. And it takes work to get there. It doesn't happen overnight, but... That's kind of the goal.
1: Let's just pretend we're living in pre COVID times. If you don't allow yourself to go to John and Vinny's or spend that time with your friends and have, you know, pasta and wine and all those different things, the mental toll that takes on you when you're depriving yourself of that social interaction is not healthy either. Like that plays into a larger issue. You know, the reason that diets don't work and
0: The reason why, you know, there are people that come to me and they've been on diets their whole lives. I have women in their 60s who have been on diets their whole lives. They don't work because they don't teach you how to live outside of that diet. And so you have to be able to eat the things you enjoy, experience things that you love. And food is such a huge part of that. Food is there to energize us, it's there to make us feel good, it's there to support our health, but it's also there for joy. It's also there for nourishment. It's also there when you've had like a really bad day and you go for that pint of ice cream. That's not bad. Yes, we want to help you, you know, work through that if it's a big piece of your food story, but it's not something to be ashamed of because it happens to all of us and that's part of food's role. So I think you're right. When you deprive yourself, it always backfires. It just does. I have a client who loved chocolate and it was this huge, like scary thing for her. And so what we did was we had a piece of chocolate every night and it became a little less scary and ended up realizing that she could feel good and eat chocolate every night and it didn't have to be this like shameful
1: thing. I think it's the shame. Taking the shame out of food is so important. And I just feel like that needs to be top of mind for everyone because the noise that comes with that shame is just not healthy especially with COVID right now, like we're all just at home, you're not getting to see your friends or hang out with your friends. So you have to do everything in your power to kind of better your mind and be comfortable with your decisions that you're making every day. Coming to the forefront now, and I'm glad that we are having conversations about it. You know, we have this
0: idea that food is good or bad, and we have to kind of break that down so that we can break down the shame a little bit too. And especially with COVID, you know, I couldn't even tell you how many times a day I hear, like, I'm afraid to put on my pants and I shouldn't be eating this. And I had this and this. And like, what if we just all kind of acknowledge that, like, it's okay if that's what's going on, you know, And we can find ways to work around that.
1: Also, what are pants? Like I (laughs) can't remember the last I time know. I put on pants with a button. Bra? Hard pass on the bra. Really had to think about putting one of those on for our conversation. I'm <laughs> kidding, Because I love you, but, you know. I appreciate you, but I'm just wearing a sports bra. Like, it's not even a sports bra. It's like a bralette. Like, I just feel like this is who I am now. Yeah. Mine's a tank <laughs> top with a built-in. So, you know. <laughs> So, we were talking about this internal versus external dichotomy. And I want you to talk a little bit about that because I feel like you have explained it better than I can. You
0: know, the internal shame is that inner voice. You know, that's kind of your relationship with food and giving yourself permission to eat in ways that support your health and eat in ways that don't support your health sometimes, and being able to move on from that and not judge yourself so hard. But then there's also this external part, which you know, it looks a little different right now, because maybe before it was like someone commenting on your food choice at the table. Maybe we're we're not really sitting at the table with people anymore. But so right now, I think a lot of the external shame is coming from social media, for sure. And it can even just come from seeing, you know, someone else out there who's eating a certain way. And, you know, you feel like you need to eat that way to look or feel like that person does. And so When that kind of shame happens, or even if someone is commenting on, you know, your posts or whatever it looks like for you, you know, it all boils down to the way that we would deal with any type of criticism. And I think that's just owning your choices and being confident in your choices. And so much easier said than done. But I think, you know, reworking that relationship with food and knowing that you know what's best for you. But I also think, you know, there's another thing you can do, which is create a little force field for yourself. And I know you talked about this recently and this is something that I've been doing a lot, but I've stopped following people that make me feel bad about myself for whatever reason, whether it's something they're doing or something that's just triggering for me. So taking stock of who you're following and you know, if there's someone out there and they are posting day in and day out
1: a way of eating that just makes you feel bad about the way that you're eating, then just let it go. Set them free. Unfollow. The cleansing is very therapeutic these days. I've done a couple cleanses and I'm like, I feel better because of this. I know. And it's hard to do. Like you feel like FOMO and like you can't do it and then you do it and you never think about it again. No, it's incredible. I mean, and we've talked about this not Based in food or anything, but friendship divorces are also a thing. Like you sometimes you gotta cut the fat and just live your life and be happy with what's going on.
0: It's so true. I think like surrounding yourselves with people that make you feel good, there's so much toxicity, and you know, you just don't need that. being aware of that in whatever way it's coming at you, you know, friend divorcing or social media unfollowing. That's another little behavior that feels you're kind of like, how could this impact my overall health and well-being?
1: But it does all these little things that add up. If anything's sucking energy away from you, you don't need that in your life, especially right now when it's just like a weird time. Yeah. and The
0: quarantine's sucking enough energy from us, right?
1: So, Yeah. Last night when I ate my pint of ice cream, I was like over it. I was like 2020 is canceled. Then I just ate my feelings in the fish food, which felt totally great. Like you said, like you have the fish food, you move on from the fish food. Fish happens. It's so
0: good, by the way.
1: It is the best. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never tried Strauss before, but we did get two pints in our CSA this week, like as a gift. I got cookies and cream and vanilla. We have the cookies and cream. I'm going to make ice cream sandwiches. That sounds like a great idea. That's what's happening this weekend. (laughs) Very into that. Oh my gosh. Okay. We'll tell everybody where they can find you if you want to leave us with any last nuggets. I know we went really deep. No, this was so wonderful. So yeah, so our business is Mila Health.
0: You can find us at our website www.mila-health.com or Instagram at Mila Health. That's where Meryl and I are. And you feel free to shoot us an email if you guys have any questions or just want to chat more about nutrition or interested on one-on-one counseling. We're seeing everyone virtually right now in light of COVID, which is kind of the silver lining and all of this, but it's been really great to help people work through their quarantine nutrition stuff and their post-quarantine nutrition stuff or whenever that day may be. But thank you so much for
1: having me today. This was so much fun. Oh, I love you. Thank you for being here. You're the best. All right, that's it for today's What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine episode. Be sure to tune in for new episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. If you have any questions you want answered, give us a call at 1-888-338-4429 and leave me a voicemail. Or if you know a super cool small company that you want to be highlighted, let me know in the voicemail as well. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen and follow along with What's Scobby Cooking on Instagram and Twitter. And for more recipes, check out my website, what'scobbycooking.com. See you guys very soon.